Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon, whenever you're listening, ladies and gentlemen, here on Pro Wrestling World Talks, the faithful fans that we have out there. Uh, I am Dan joining you once again. John, still on assignment, but he should be back relatively quickly. I have currently joining us this week, maybe the fastest rising women's star in professional wrestling today. She is already champion of two promotions dfw all pro as their women's champion and also just last week winning mm-hmm. the tomahawk professional wrestling championship for women on her debut folks it is her world <laughs> please welcome the young and the beautiful maya to our program tonight maya hi. world hi how are y'all <laughs> and uh how does it feel now like it, it's been a week and you're headed and you're you have a championship again you're now a two-time champion yeah. at the young age of 21 years old and you've been in the business i guess you have you debuted just this month two years ago if i'm not mistaken correct um i actually debuted in like my first match was august 2022 okay. i just started training like we started wrestling training two years ago great so what made you want to do that like right after the pandemic (laughs) i I always i always kick myself because i always wished i started sooner but um wrestling it was it was always in the back of my mind but it was never like the thing i wanted to do the most i i played college basketball for just a year but that's what I was working towards in high school and everything it's, it was just basketball um when that kind of fell through some personal stuff happened um I found myself like just living not really like having any goals towards anything right um but I always knew I wanted to be a wrestler so the opportunity came to try out for DFW All Pro which is where I started training at um and the tryout went good so I started training in October of 2021. So your basketball background, uh, what position did you play? I was a point guard and shooting guard. Mostly oh, okay. Shooting. Yeah, mostly so, shooting guard. So dual threat, kind of. Uh, <laughs> so were you more of a, did you like playing defense more or more on offense? Actually, uh, defense was my thing. I won, for my senior year, I won defensive player of the year. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So um, did you did you go to college at all like play to play did you get a scholarship carried over from your high school success or was it just kind of like a walk-on situation um so for the school i went to they they reached out for interest but since it was like a smaller kind of baptist university no one in the squad had scholarships it was all like you have to pay everything yourself basically which is kind of like why it fell through for me um, there was like 20 players, 24 players, and no one had like scholarships. So it was just, it was a weird thing. Um, I, I mean, I really enjoyed it for what it was when I did, um, when I did play. And I mean, just the workouts were so much different. And I really missed that, honestly, because, man, I, it pushed me so much to just the athlete that I was. I mean, it made me realize how tough I really was as an athlete, the, the much the stuff they put us through cardio and all that. And like, it helped me realize like I'm, I'm much better than what I really think I am. Um, but yeah, I did play for that one year and it just, you know, it just didn't work out. Um, so what was your favorite team growing up? Like 
NBA level, WNBA level, or um, more or less? So I, this is so weird for me because I loved different players. I didn't really commit to a team, but I did love – I loved Rajon Rondo, which is – he was a boss. <laughs> when he was a Celtic, I loved Rondo. I loved Rondo so much. Um, I love hearing that because I'm from Boston, so it's – And I've never like, I said that. I looked, tremendous compliment. Oh, shoot. But, yeah, <laughs> I loved Rondo. I don't know what it was about him, but I followed him through every team he went through. I loved Rondo, and I loved LeBron. But, I mean, I would just say the Mavs, obviously, because of Dallas – but I mean, um, yeah, Rondo was just a player I followed everywhere. He was he was my everything for a little bit. But um, but yeah, and for the WNBA, I didn't really get to watch it much until I got to high school. And I started like in the Phoenix Mercury's when I realized like, oh, they got women. Obviously they already had them, but I really got into a WNBA in high school. So were you uh also completely shocked because you were probably uh, you were <laughs> you were younger at this point, but were you shocked when the Mavericks beat the Heat that one year in the finals in 2011? Um, yes. You must have just been like, what? <laughs> I, I remember my, my whole family, we were all watching it. And my um my cousins, they were they were obviously their boys. They loved they loved basketball. So they used to call me and my um my sister's bandwagons because we just we were like, oh my god, we want the um the um uh, the Heat to win. We were rooting for the Heat because LeBron and, you know, we won the Heat to win. So they were calling us bandwagon, but I didn't care. But that was a really good series. <laughs> really was. Jason Terry really was a terror on the – a terror against those guys. Um, of course, it was nice to see Dirk get a ring because, you know, he yeah. played so well for so long. Yeah. Um, LeBron like, horrible that series, but it's okay. Yeah, he got his wins back. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. Is it – um? Is it hard arguing with people that maybe like a Jordan fan and a LeBron, like trying to argue with them of like who's a better player? Because you are me, talking about two different eras, so yeah. it's, it's kind of tough. But you know, to me, I just be like, I didn't get to watch Jordan, so LeBron just go for me, right? I, I don't know. I always just say LeBron because I mean I can go by Jordan. He was obviously was really really good, obviously. But I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to stick with LeBron. That's who I watched growing up. That's who I love. So, I mean, that's my goal. I I did enjoy the um, – I, I did enjoy actually him winning in Los Angeles the year that Kobe died, uh, the uh, oh my gosh. the bubble championship. I was, I, yeah. I was actually rooting for them. Yes, for sure, me. I definitely was. I'm pretty sure I, – I think I cried because I was like the whole time I was like, they got to win this for Kobe. They have to win yeah. this for Kobe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was a, that was a great series. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the Lakers do next year. Um, well, this upcoming season because mm-hmm. in October it's just coming, just coming around I, the corner. I really have like no expectations. I don't know what's. I really don't know for the whole season what it's going to be like. I'm kind of excited to see what Lillard and the Bucks do, just just to see. But I mean, I'm not really rooting for them. But I mean, it'll be fun. I think it'll be a fun season. I'm just happy Boston got Drew Holiday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Something we definitely needed. Y'all needed something. Well, I, I mean, I liked Marcus Smart, but it was... Oh, yeah. I always thought Marcus Smart was more of a role player than he was a starting point guard in the NBA. Yeah. So it was it was always that kind of difficulty, I thought, to kind of... Uh, but, you know, he's well-loved up here, and I understand why people were upset. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those deals, yeah. though. But it's like, 
if you get a chance to get Christoph Porzingis, which is somebody you need, and he's a better three-point shooter than than Marcus Smart. It's like, yeah. ah, you kind of go with go with the obvious on that one. Yeah. Um. So transitioning to wrestling. <laughs> uh. So when did it all start? Like, as far as not just, I I understand your training started two years ago, and yeah. you've been active for just about just over a year. Mm-hmm. Um. But when as a fan did it start and who got you involved? Oh, my brother got me into it. He was watching it one day and I always tell the story. He was watching, I don't know if it was a SmackDown or Raw. I think I looked it up on YouTube after, but it was like Undertaker coming out of a casket. And I don't know if it was against Randy Norton. I just remember him coming out the casket. And um, that guy that got me hooked on it. But um, I started watching a little bit with him and the Divas would come on occasionally. They weren't like on every episode, you know? Right. It was hard. But um, I really loved Kelly Kelly also. I loved the women, but I loved Kelly Kelly for a long time. Like, I loved watching it because of her. She left in, like, 2012, so I kind of stopped. Came back in, like, 2014. Um, I kind of got into Dolph Ziggler at that point when he was doing his thing and then the Survivor Series and when he was kind of getting built up 2014, 2015. Yep. Um, for a minute in high school, like I said, I stopped. I really stopped watching it. It was like it would be on a, occasionally watching it, but, like, not – all the time um the one who really made me want to wrestle is Sasha Banks that's my favorite wrestler um ever like ever um 24 I really started I got into her in 2015 after she had already won the NXT Women's Championship so I had to go back and watch her 2014 stuff when she like really started coming into herself but she definitely is the one who got me to like okay I want to I want to wrestle I want to do this I want to meet her I want to wrestle her one day at least so yeah, she's definitely got me into it and was like, okay, I want to wrestle now. That whole kind of women's revolution thing now, I mean, now mm-hmm. it's, we're closing in on a decade from that happening pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so now I, I think we're starting to see the fruits of the labor of them because yeah, like yourself, you just admitted that they were kind of an inspiration for you to get into the, to get into the the wonderful world of pro wrestling. Right. Um, did it did did your brother kind of give you crap like there's no way you're gonna do it like you're actually gonna do it like was he just like giving you crap the whole time saying you're you're actually gonna do it now like he actually like he really it was like a kind of thing because honestly when i told them they were kind of like you know what like it makes sense you know yeah they were like uh you're not gonna do it or blah blah, blah. my brother um i actually we weren't as close we're not as close as we were when we were younger which is actually like sad, but whenever I told him I was doing it, he was really excited for me. Um, he still hasn't been able to come to a match yet, which I'm sad about. He's just really busy. But yeah, my sisters, all, they were the ones who were like, mm, it makes sense because they knew I loved it. And I would force them to watch. I remember I forced them to watch Sasha and Charlotte's Raw um, main event in like 2016. And they always made fun of me because how much I love Sasha. But they were the ones who were like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that you're a wrestler, that you're becoming a wrestler. So no one was really surprised when you're just like, oh, I'm going to do this. No, they weren't. <laughs> um, so you talked about the Charlotte Sasha match. Uh, was that the one, the Falls Can Any Count Anywhere match that you were? That I no, this that is was actually the one that was in like Los Angeles in like October 2016. Oh, okay. So yeah. They were, yeah. But I do love that Falls Can Anywhere match too. I love that one. She put the damn bank statement literally just across like the bar i'm like ah 
I really like I honestly at that point I realized they were going back and forth, but I really didn't think she was gonna win that one, but she did, so I was really surprised. I always I always felt bad for Sasha not being able to get like enough title defenses under her championship reigns. It was like she was always a transitional champion and never had that kind of you know, that reign that I, I felt like that she kind of needed to declare yeah. kind of like because everybody else had decent reigns. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Charlotte's had multiple ones that have gone over three four six months uh bailey at one point was closing in on a year bianca's had over a year mm-hmm. um you know and i just felt like sasha never got like her due and she never I, did that's why i mean that's why i wasn't surprised when she left like i feel like they knew she was a star but they didn't like want to push her as a star or if that makes sense it's weird it's like they like killed her back purposely sometimes but you feel like that maybe if she held on another three or four months, she might have been able to kind of everything kind of would have worked out considering the, the, the power structure that kind of happened at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have somebody that has always kind of had faith in you and yeah. now he's taking over power. Uh, and the person that has kind of always kind of held us, held you down a little bit with your, with his thumb. Yeah. He's no longer going to be an option. Yeah. Um, but I completely understand why she wanted to go and why she kind of wanted to see what will happen out there. I firmly expect her, though. I don't expect her to go to WWE first. I think AEW is probably going to throw enough money at her where they're probably going to she's probably going to sign with them. Yeah, I just miss watching her on the national stage where she deserves to be. So I hope it's come soon. Did you watch her in New Japan? Oh, I did for sure. Yeah. I watched all, I stayed up till two, three a.m. watching all those. Well, sometimes five because she'd be like lower on the card. But um, all those matches from Stardom. Uh, I watched her Battle of the Valley match. Her uh, her Wrestle Kingdom debut um, January, and then the last one was Mayu, and then obviously the um, the New Japan Strong tournament. The one with Willow, yeah. Yeah, I watched. I watched everything, everything in Japan, and. That's pretty. That's that's pretty astute that you're also following her like along in, in her career. It's like you know, oh, yeah. it's because you got some people that they celebrate tribalism a little bit too much. Especially, I think that's been kind of the problem with pro wrestling at at, at mm-hmm. certain points. Uh, you know, if you don't like this company, uh, if you don't like this company, uh, if you like this yeah. company, uh, do you yeah. try to do you try to stay off the social media buzz of just like everything and try to ignore it yes that's the one thing we're told don't be like tweeting or this and that about potential companies you could like work for right. plus i don't i don't really even complain about i know some stuff needs to be fixed in both companies so i don't really complain about it um what they do with the women i mean obviously it needs to be better especially AEW. but i still watch it i still love what they do and i still like i love all the companies i watch all of them still i mean it, it's I, I completely understand uh, why women uh, women performers, at least now, are upset because of what's gone on. Because the last year, especially WWE, they have... Yeah. I, I thought when Triple H took power, I thought that women's was going to be more... Women wrestling was going to be more, again, forefronted. Yeah, me and too. it feels like in the last year, it's just regressed. Yeah, you know, sure. I, I can't remember the last time Rhea Ripley's defended the title. 
um she's just been pretty much regulated to being like the second for dominic and it's just like no Rhea's is the star in this you guys don't understand yeah. that she really is she gets the most most social media buzz the most buzz in stadiums and everything that's the thing they're like they're they're on three shows basically still and they still don't get like a lot or she still doesn't get like a lot of like defenses and all that no it, it's it's like she's part of the package but i feel like she's outgrown the package of the judgment day i feel like she yeah. can stand on her own um, and there's a lot of women that can do that i think in, in in both companies i just some of them you know you look at like damage control where they have three very unique talents i think that can stand on their own but i love what they've done with eo sky i think she's had a tremendous like she's had a great run so far and they're so. really pushing her like she had one of the highest rated matches i think for women's at least this year on smackdown a few weeks ago when she fought fought oscar yeah I watched so that i mean lot. there's definitely an audience for it like there's yep. definitely people watch it if you present it right exactly um do you have a preference of what company you would want to get a job from <laughs> um I know it's kind of a loaded question, but at the same time, it's it's because you know you have AEW, which is a tremendous company. They've had a lot of growth in the last four years, but then you have a name brand that is it's like Oreo cookies. Everybody knows who they are. I I that's that thing for me. I feel like everybody's old. No matter who it is, I feel like. I don't know. I don't know about the AEW guys, but I feel like a lot of people's goal, ultimate goal is to get to WWE. That's definitely my ultimate goal. But I mean, I wouldn't mind an AEW or like an Impact or a Ring of Honor. Well, first. of course. Especially Ring of Honor. I really love Ring of Honor and like their women's division. Um, Would you want to face Athena? <laughs> that would Hell probably yeah. be a good matchup. You two would probably have a really good matchup. Yeah, I trained with her actually on Monday. Oh, she, she works... I think on Wednesdays and Thursdays, but or just Wednesdays. But I train with her every Monday. Like she's nice. She, she gives me really good advice. I mean, it's awesome to be able to train under her. Um, for sure. She she's so great. No, that's great. Uh, uh, to get somebody at least right now that's it's in her in their prime and being right. and on national television, and being able to kind of get, and is uh, excelled in both companies. Mm-hmm. um she knows she won champion she, exactly she knows the um political game i guess you could say and also knows how to kind of you know to test the waters and i mm-hmm. i think uh you being in the position that you are getting all that advice that's exactly what you want For that's sure. you want to be able to get in touch with someone that you know uh, and some people might say, oh, they, you know, it's like a reference almost. It's like, no, you want to be able to be in contact with the person just to be able to pick their brain once in a while. Yeah. It has nothing to do with like, oh, they'll get me a job someday. It's like completely, exactly. you want the Rolodex for the knowledge and also because you know they've been through it. Yeah. Plus, it's just just because they're there in that position, they're not going to get you a job just because who you are. They got to see that you work hard, that you like, that you right. have it, you know what you're doing. But also, like, yeah, like, you can't just be like, oh, they're going to give me a job. Because there's a lot of people who who training under her right now who, who like, 
have not got those opportunities, even though they're super, super good, because, well, they're about to laugh, because you have to be, she has to see that you're not going to, like, embarrass her when you do get those, that get an opportunity like that. She's not just going to give anybody's name. So that's why I've been working hard, making sure I stay in the gym, stay on my grind, so she can see, like, the work I'm trying to put in. Was it easy transitioning from, you know, because basketball, you're kind of doing a lot of cardio anyways, suicides, Mm -hmm. things of that nature. You have to be able to play, you know, 30, 40 minutes a game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Was it easy to kind of transition from that into the world of pro wrestling? um yes minus the bumps Yeah, (laughs) it was i say it was easy but like you said the cardio and the um and just the endurance um and that nature also the really the footwork helps a lot you would think you wouldn't even think but it really does like the footwork we learn basketball and just being light on your feet that really helps also um but yeah the bumps are probably the one thing i have to adjust to the most but after a little while after bumping so much in training like you get used to it And you've only been doing it for like two years. I mean, which, and so you started it at 19, which is mm-hmm. really one of the, it, you got really right at the right age of like 18, yeah. 19, like almost right out of school where you're just like, you're ready to go. And now all of a sudden, two years later, you're champion of two different companies. Mm-hmm. And you're getting trained by Athena from Ring of Honor, AEW, current Ring of Honor champion for women, actually. Yep. Currently. And do, do you sit there and just think to yourself, it's like, and you got to try to also stay humble. But oh, yeah. you also, in the back of your mind, there's a like little 5% of you that's just like, I know what I'm doing. I'm crushing it. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like, I'm on the right path. I know exactly you know where where i'm going and because you know you're in a locker room that some of them very you know it's varied some of them have been there for five years they're waiting for their shot maybe longer Mm -hmm. and then some of them that literally just are in the same spot that you were in about 14 months ago where they're just starting out Mm -hmm. so how does it feel kind of knowing that you're where you are and the place that you are and the position of the card and just you know that the climb the ascension is happening that's but, the thing oh go ahead sorry oh no but you also have to try to stay humble around the locker room so you're not like because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or right. you know and just rub it into people because you want to be stay humble because it's just as easy to go up as it is coming down sometimes in this industry yeah um that's the thing i'm just like i never i don't know i just feel like me i've been i still feel like i have a long way to go even though i am getting things that um and you would think i'm like oh this is this is coming fast it's going to get here but like i know there are people out there who do this better than me or that better than me i know there's a lot of things i still need to work on and improve at so honestly um I mean, I can tell like more people are starting to know who I am and I'm getting more like looks from other places. So, I mean, and to be, not be humble is just like not how I was raised anyways. And I feel like I always look look to other people, not like as competition 
so-so, but like, I'm always like, oh, she does this better than me still. She does this better than me. I know I need to improve on so much. So I don't feel like there's a part of me who could just not be humble because I feel like I'm always comparing myself to others, even though like I have some good things going for me. So I know like I can, I one day, if the time comes, I'm going to be in that position um, to show that, to show the things I can do and maybe something will happen for me, hopefully praying. But um, in locker room, I, I don't know, there's a lot of, my school DFW All Pro, my coach Lugati, he's really, really like one of the best trainers in Texas. I'm like not even lying. Like all of his students, they know what it takes to like be good, or they know they they know a lot. He gives us so much knowledge and just understanding of wrestling. So I feel like there's a lot of people in the locker room who are really good. Like for the women, obviously, we have Alejandra Lyon and Killer Kate. And Killer Kate's wrestling on Revolver next week against Barry Vixen. And Lions, a legend in Texas, she's one of the best. Um, I have my younger, not younger, she just started wrestling about three months ago. Her name is London. So, like, our women part of it, I mean, we're all, like, super close. We all encourage each other. So, there's no, like, oh, I'm doing this, and I can tell I'm, I'm coming up here. Because all of them are doing their thing also. So, I mean. So, you just feel like you're in the you feel like you're in a good place with, around people that you work with where it's yeah. like all of you are going in the best possible position and that's going up. Right. For sure. We're all doing our things. Um, so <laughs> it's interesting with your match lineup that you have coming up because mm. in a few weeks you're a fan of Sasha Beggs. Yeah. And now you're going up against the number one Bailey fan. Yeah. Just started wrestling this year. Yeah. Is this... And it's we did this, uh we did these promos and Sasha actually like co-signed me. She was like, uh, she said, dang, what did she say? She's like, you know what to do or something after I posted my promo. Um so yeah, and it, it, we've just been going back and forth, me and Izzy. Um, I think it's really cute that she like she's like, oh, I've been watching your matches. I've been studying and all this stuff. I mean, studying doesn't really compare to the experience factor. She's only had like four matches. And I mean, I've only had like probably like 30, 35 or so. But still, like every match I'm facing the best in Texas or the best in different states. So I have a lot of experience that fuck she is overlooking and I mean of course she's not gonna like oh I'm, I'm gonna lose but she's this I know she's not gonna think that but I still think she's overlooking what I can actually do in the ring you going into this match you already kind of know that you're probably going to be not the uh person they're rooting for <laughs> because of her just it, the folklore behind her yeah, you know all the because everybody knows everybody knows the story, you know, dressed up as Bailey as a child, and now all of a sudden she's grown up and she did what she said she was going to do, and now she is in pro wrestling. So automatically, the fans that good feeling story is there, and you have to be the one to knock everybody back in reality and say bitch please <laughs> <laughs> exactly 
Exactly. <laughs> and at this point, that's exactly what's going to have to happen. Because she's talking a lot of big game on Twitter and on her other social medias and all the fans are like, go get her, Izzy. You're going to break her arm. You're going to do this and that. But that's not going to happen. And I can't wait till October 21st after the match to say, I told you so. So all her little fans who are all in my mentions, like, Izzy's going to break your arm. Like, no, she's not. Is it like dealing with the Swifties? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> a little more delusional. Yeah, exactly. They, they just sit there and you're like, why, why is that? Why? Why am I dealing yeah, with they're, this? They're a mess. <laughs> they really it's like, are. It's like, do you know I got two belts? Like Exactly. <laughs> to this little girl's five matches. Like, come on. <laughs> Let's be serious here. If she comes out with the wacky inflatable arm filming tube, man, I would just literally be like, why? I'm going to stab him like Bailey did. <laughs> if she could have her come out first, that's what you should do because you're the champion. You should come out second. And mm-hmm. if she pulls any shenanigans of just like anything from Bailey's gimmick, you should just tell, you should have it on standby. You should just come out to Sasha Banks's music. <laughs> I will. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Or just, just walk out there and just say, "All right, you want to be, you want to cosplay? Let's cosplay." <laughs> um, working in Dallas, working in Fort Worth, mm-hmm. are you aware of the history, or has it been kind of? Did you learn it while you were taking, uh, while you were in school? wrestling school taught by your trainer or was it something that your family also kind of told you like back in my day this is what happened and talked about the sportatorium maybe what happened Mm -hmm. in world class stuff like that um i'm not too aware but i know my my grandma would talk about talk about it a little bit but she she wasn't really a fan so she didn't go to detail she was talking about how um, through where she lived and she would her her grandma or her mom my grandma would feed them feed the wrestlers and stuff but she never like went to detail about all of that it was not like a class we took in wrestling school or anything so i mean i know a little bit just because my own knowledge or research but not like, too much right i mean because it was a complete that back in the 80s it was one of the most we've had um we actually had the director of world class he used to direct their television and some of the stories you hear, it was just, it was mind boggling. Mm-hmm. One of the hottest territories probably ever during that, that era, but Texas, I think and wrestling has always just been a complete hate to use, use the phrase of the old pun, but it is a match made in heaven. Cause you think of the talent that's come out of there. Yeah. You're yourself. You're probably for, you're exactly from the right state. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I th- I saw this on your Twitter. Is it true that you just recently got endorsed by Jazz? Oh, yeah. After I won the Tomahawk Women's Championship, actually, she came out and she handed me the championship, raised my hand and stuff. Yeah, it, w- it was crazy. It was it was amazing. And she's like the head of the women's division there at Tomahawk. Oh. So I'm going to get to learn under. And she's, she's amazing. Was she the one that kind of um, – that- invited you to come work to come work for tomahawk did she reach out to you personally um she didn't reach out to me personally yeah. the did actually but after um so i guess their women's division like they're not just starting up i think they had one and 
um, they the championship got relinquished, so they told okay. her like to come on, um, to come out, and we want you to like be the head of the women's division as when girls come, you know, talk to them, let them know like things are gonna be different now, basically. Um, so yeah, this is like I'm the new champion under like the jazz, the jazz um, era, I guess you could say. But yeah, she did come out, and it was super crazy. I mean, to get endorsed by somebody that has uh, excelled, yeah, it, it was a pretty big name in both in ECW and WWE for a while. Yeah. You know, she uh, won a title. She she was multiple time women's champion, and then on top of that, she had a WrestleMania match against. Oh yeah, uh, I think I remember it was Trish. I think. I think um, it was Trish yeah. Wasn't it Trish Lita Jazz? Yeah, it was Trish Lita Jazz. I think it was an X Eight actually. Okay. Um but yeah that was but wrestlemania main uh, main attraction yeah. uh so i mean she's got that kind of she's got a bit of, and plus two i think she was working with the nwa in the last couple of years as well oh, yeah. so i mean she's had she's had a consistent name and to kind of get recognized by her that has to also just completely raise your stock and also just be like were you marking out internally like ah I actually was. I actually was. Because <laughs> I, I, um, I think they said whoever won, she was going to come out. So I was like, bro, I have to win this. I have to be in the ring with Jazz. Um, and I did, and she came out, and I like felt all the emotions. I'm glad I didn't cry, because I am a crier. But I did not cry in the ring. I definitely was marking out, though, in my head. And it also has to be uh, a real stamp of approval when you debut for a promotion, and they're just like, you're going to be champion. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. I just walked in. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even know it was for the championship until I got there. And they were like, oh, yeah, y'all matches for the championship now. And I was like, oh, okay. The crowd got a shot too because they found out right before our match that it, it was a championship match. Did you come out with the uh, DFW championship? No, I didn't. Okay. It was a whole territory. So, I mean. Yeah, I mean. You could do that now. <laughs> I might go uh, for DFW shows. I might come out with the Tomahawk Championship and just come out with both of them. We'll see. I mean, I I think um, I hate to pull the curtain too much, but are you a um, are you are you a baby face or is it a heel type situation? I'm baby face. Okay, it is baby face. It, it is a baby face thing to do i mean becky got it over with the becky two belts and things of that nature uh but it is i i guess if you were a heel it would be definitely something a heel would do i'd just okay. be like i own the world <laughs> do that. i do own the world <laughs> well it is your world man it is <laughs> man's world everybody's recognizing that D was that an easy name to come up with like just Maya World. I mean, yeah. I mean, I wanted to be. I knew my. I wanted to be Maya. Um, I mean, World is obviously not a real last name. I might still change that whenever everybody start recognizing that it is my world. But um, the pun was so like cool to me. I was like, it has to be that. So it wasn't too hard. I was like, yeah, I like that. And a lot of people like it. I at one point I was like, mm, I'm not really feeling it. I want to go with my actual last name, but no, they were like, keep it, keep it. It's fire. Like keep it. I was like, okay. So I kept it. 
So who are some future, like the big name talents, women-wise, that you would like to face? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Sasha, of course. For sure. But um, so besides that, I obviously want to face Dana. We already said that. Um, I want to face Naomi. Naomi or Trinity. Sorry, Trinity. I want to face Trinity. Right. Um, people like that. Um, actually, uh, uh, Dix Crow, Alicia Fox, she's actually starting to come back into the wrestling scene. I don't know if she's going to start wrestling soon, but that'll be another one I really want to face. Um, in terms of like kind of indies, still, I not really indies because she just got signed up. I really want to face Billy Starks. She's she's amazing. Um, Maddie Rinkowski is a Texas girlie who I haven't got to face yet, who I really want to face. She's so aggressive in the ring, and that's just what I like. Like, I love like the aggressive, hard hitting stuff. So, her, um, who else? I want to face Vert Vixen. Vert is so amazing. Um, I remember I got to go, I kind of got to tussle with her a little bit in a seminar um before a show we were like kind of chaining together in the ring it was it was so cool I definitely want to face her also so where do you see your so you're 21 now so where do you want to be signed by a major promotion probably by the age of 25 by the age of 23 at least wow Some, honestly it's gonna be hard, but I'm mean, <laughs> I'm putting the work that I know one day I could be there. Um, I feel like being signed, being noticed, it's really no matter what people say, it's, it can be about hard work, but it's really about who you know and who you network with, and who can like help you get to these places. But I feel like it, it might be hard, and even if it's by 25, hopefully that happens. But I really think sooner or later I can really I can be there. I can be where I want to be. Are you looking to kind of maybe explore Texas a little bit more, go to some other promotions there and conquer <laughs> Texas and then make yeah. your way around? That is my goal. I really do want to take over Texas. Um, But I've, I've been at pretty much, I don't know, all but like seven of the major promotions or the big promotions in Texas. I've been to a lot of them. Um, I mean – I need to probably be more consistent with them because I just take so many different bookings every weekend. So I feel like I haven't got to make my name in the women's divisions like I want to because it's like one booking um, for that show. And then I probably won't be at that show again for like another two weeks because I have all these other shows. But um, but yeah, I mean, taking over Texas is my goal, but also getting out of Texas is my major goal. I want to, um, I said by next year, I don't even want to have that many bookings in Texas. I want to be like all most of them be out of Texas just because, I mean, Texas is obviously one of the best scenes for the Indies today, but in the East Coast, in the West Coast, really, if you make your name there, then like you'll, you'll get seen by so many, so many different people. Well, I, I think with the, um, the age of the internet anyways, I mean, it really doesn't matter where you got to be because True. um it's so much plus at the same time too you don't have to send tapes out because now you can just yeah. send promoters like a youtube clip and it's just like mm -hmm. oh okay you know yeah. it's it does make it easier i think now for the performers to kind of get work because you know you have enough talent you could definitely go to and one of these other promotions up in the east coast i mean mm -hmm. where i'm from is beyond wrestling is based out of here they have their yeah. promotion they have uh, the wrestling open every Thursday night. 
yeah. you know, West Coast, uh, Western Canada, we do a lot of work with, with Russell Core, things of that nature. <laughs> You'd probably really work out Russell Core, to be quite honest. <laughs> that that it, it's a promotion out in western canada uh run by a friend of the show cobra kai uh and he's okay. married yeah and it's a really really cool promotion uh they're actually doing like a horror theme show the same weekend that you're going to be facing izzy oh that's cool yeah i to do some like halloween theme shows that weekend of halloween sounds really cool so you're you're pretty much booked every weekend, huh? Yeah, I am. Up um November is feeling good. I think the fourth. I can't for the life of me think what I have the fourth, but every other weekend after that, up to December second, right now I'm booked up. And December they're coming in slowly. They're starting to come in slowly. The date's pretty similar. But since um August, every weekend I've been booked, which is crazy. Blessed. Do you have a um a regular job on the side i do okay are they nice enough to be like so is it just like a monday through friday type deal so it's yeah you're pretty much oh that's good yeah, yeah. so you don't miss you have to take time off on Mm-mm. is that that pto only goes so far and it's like if you, working every weekend you're just like i yeah i gotta do this um for since i started training two years ago i've made sure i had a job where my set schedule is like monday through friday i make sure to get off at least at 3 p.m so i can go to the gym and go to training like that's been my schedule for the longest like and i train still four days a week mondays and wednesdays at mpx it's Athena school and tuesdays and thursdays still at dfw so yeah i mean i made sure like my coach she was like if you want to be a wrestler you have to like you have to fit your schedule around wrestling it can't be vice versa so ever since then i've been it's been work wrestling and that's really it that's great mm-hmm. i'm glad you've been able to at least have a balance out because you know it, it it's hard you know it's it's hard it's hard to be able because especially when you're you're on the ground level because mm-hmm. you got to take what you can and then also make sure to balance the work life too because yeah you don't want to it's tough it's tough mm-hmm. but if you're willing to work for it obviously you are yeah for sure you'll go far without question um so my final question well actually not i have two questions actually <laughs> are you a football fan yes i am okay <laughs> who's your team i would say the cowboys but i'm a really big lamar jackson fan <laughs> oh okay yeah, but I am a Cowboys fan. That's my team. I'm sure you'd rather have Lamar Jackson than Dak Prescott. I really would. I really <laughs> was hoping. I don't know how it was going to happen, but I was really hoping when Lamar wasn't getting his contract situation handled, I really was hoping he could be a Cowboy, but I don't even know if that was possible, honestly. I I mean, uh, uh, first four games, I mean, except for the Arizona game, I mean, that defense is really, really good. I think mm-hmm. you're gonna go a long way with that. Uh, <laughs> even beating up on my Patriots on Sunday. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. I just seen so, that. Uh, I actually just watched a video earlier, a little um, tribute video they gave for Zeke, which was really emotional. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I always like Zeke. Uh, he was always somebody I put on my Madden team every year. <laughs> like whenever I got Madden, I'm like, oh yeah, he's my running back. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> him and like Derrick Henry. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my final question: What's your favorite menu item from Whataburger? Whataburger. Oh, um, I really love that. It's the honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich. I really love that. Gotta have the sauce too, I guess, with the fries. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. That's my go-to. Absolutely. Uh, I haven't been to Texas since like the late '90s, but that was Dang, probably really? yeah. That was actually one of my favorite trips, though, because of the fact that wh- I went to Whataburger. Yeah, Whataburger. Like, this place is great. I love Whataburger. I really love In and Out too. People always like go between them, but I love both of them. I have not had In and Out yet because they're still yep. on the west. They're still they haven't crossed a certain part of the country, so mm-hmm. it's like one of those deals. Yeah, they are really good. They have this uh, dang, what's it called? It's like a special sauce that's so good. Like that's really all I need. There's so many re- there's so many fast food re- restaurants around like that area or different parts of the country that we have never seen i remember i went to nashville probably about 10 years ago mm-hmm. and right across the street from the hotel was like a jack-in-the-box hardy's i'm like i've never been here yeah <laughs> like... i love jack-in-the-box too i mean they got some good they got some good ones there is crazy there's some that i've never been to like there's some place in i think it's atlanta or the carolinas called the cookout or something that i really want to go to because everybody says wow it's so good yeah i haven't been um i've never heard of the cookout that's funny yeah, it's some kind of restaurant. I I remember Shoney's. That was big too around the yeah uh, mm-hmm. in the eighties nineties. Um, that was a regional thing. That that ended up getting a kickback uh, too with uh, Rick and Morty. I remember people mm-hmm. were actually like, "Does Shoney's actually exist?" I'm like, "Yes, it does." <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that. So I mean, hey. Oh, Scott Steiner on one at one point. Oh really? Yeah, it was funny. Cause he's in like his his like white like button up shirt and he had like the way his beard and hair was. I'm just like, are you sure you're not trying to be Colonel Sanders? <laughs> of course, you couldn't say that to his face because he would kill you. But <laughs> all right, I don't want to take too much of your time because you're a very very busy person, and on top of that, you are a two belt champion. So you got to be, and you have the match with Izzy coming up on the 21st. Um, Where can that, where can people watch that? Because I'm sure that's going to be broadcasted on uh, something. Yeah, that's so it's going to be at Mission Pro Wrestling. Um, It's going to be broadcast live on Title Match Network. Um, Yeah. And then follow along on Twitter. You can use the hashtag MPW Thriller. Um, I think it starts at five or 6 p.m. It starts. So yeah, y'all tune in. See Izzy get her ass beat. Yes. See her get her ass beat. <laughs> What's love? Represent Sasha very well. You think uh you think Sasha Mercedes will actually she might show up? Maybe she'll just like I mean uh, that would be I'm... really wouldn't it be interesting though if she just went in like completely incognito where she just sat there like dressed up as like an old woman or something and nobody <laughs> knew she was there. And, no. and, just just to see you whoop Izzy's ass, she's just like, oh, 
Yeah. And then just that sneaks out. Nobody knows. I'm going to get her a ticket. <laughs> you heard it here, <laughs> folks. Sasha Mercedes, if you're listening to this, if you are listening to this, Maya's leaving you a ticket. She is leaving <laughs> you a ticket. Maya's world is leaving you a ticket to see her kick Izzy's ass on the 21st. She knows. She knows what's going to happen. Absolutely. She... Mm -hmm. um, Maya, plug away. Plug every social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Google+, MySpace, whatever you have. Plug right. away. So <laughs> Okay, so I... My Twitter and my Instagram are both the same thing. They're at It's Maya World. Um, the I in It's My World is a lowercase L, if that makes sense to anybody. Or you just look up My World. I'll pop up on there. Um, I will be starting YouTube soon just to maybe have vlogs and to upload my own matches. Um, it's something I've really always wanted to do. So stay tuned for that. And, I mean, yeah, that's it. Maya, thank you for being on the program this week. Can, I wish you absolutely continued success. Um, you're already a two belt champion. Now let's see if we can add more to it. Um, Maya's world folks, check her out on Twitter, check her out on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff and look mm -hmm. out for her YouTube channel. Uh, and also hopefully in the next few years, you'll be hearing a lot more from her on the national stage. I am Dan. You've been listening to pro wrestling world talks. Maya, thank you again for being on this week. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Good night, everybody.